Uh, hey there, guys. Um, guys, maybe you missed my last um, voice memo. And maybe actually, maybe I told you I would never send you a voice memo again at some point, but um, but I guess I'm still sending them. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard uh, Cage Match, Zuckerberg and Musk, um, you know, is being is being bandied about. Yeah, um, uh, seems like some big news, uh, some big bad boy news, really. Uh, yeah, guys, um, let's let's get to the the main topic, you know, the main event, biggest cage match in the history of the world, biggest story of the century. Come on, guys, guys, I know, I know, I know it is fun to wrestle. A pile drive to the face. A punch to the face but you cannot do it because it is in the Bible not to wrestle your neighbor you guys don't want to cover Elon Musk I get it he's a bad guy he's a douche okay but you must do it because it is in the Bible to cover all the biggest topics in the world okay guys Come on, guys. Okay, playtime's over. This is uh, Election Profit Makers, everybody. And you might not know it, but this is a podcast about winning and losing money on political outcomes and current events. It's hosted by two guys who I guess you could say are pretty cool. One of them is me. My name is Kid Midas, the original Wave Rider. And I'm joining the line by Long John Silver. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm okay, John. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah? Yeah, it's a doldrums of summer. It's so hot. It's uh, it's hot. Hmm. It's hot. I'm down here in North Carolina, and I can confirm that it's hot and gray and, oh, so very, very moist. There's been a lot of rain, like a crazy amount of rain. Yeah, it feels like we're in a southeastern, southeast. Oh, my God, John. We're already off the rails. Okay, no. It feels like we're in a, feels like we're in a, a jungle. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, high dew Indeed. points. Dew points in the dew points in the mid seventies. Very uncomfortable. I can't remember what dew points are. Do you want to remind everybody what the heck dew points no, are? It's a, what, yeah, the the dew point is just the measure of the moisture in the air. It's what makes makes it very uncomfortable. The wet bulb temperature. I can't get into it any further than that. But I can tell you that you do want you do not once you get your dew points into the high sixties and the seventies, it is danger time. Really, really uncomfortable and dangerous. And what's the difference between dew point and humidity? Uh, they're 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 related. They're related in a way. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah. We'll leave yeah. it to our listeners to uncover that esoteric relationship. I like that. Give them a little homework, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I wasn't wasn't prepared to talk about the dew point today. Just yeah, yep. Look into it. Humidity, relative humidity, dew points. Wet bulb temperature. Are you saying wet ball or wet bulb? Wet bulb. Bulb like a tulip bulb? Yeah, bulb. what other bulb How do you say is there? B-U-L-B? Yeah, bulb. Light bulb for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That is, yeah. Light bulb. But how are you saying it? Say it again. Bulb. Bulb. Okay. Bulb. Bul- it's not bulb. No, that's B-A-L-B. That would yeah, never mind. Bulb. I think I kind of say it like B-A-L-B, though. Bulb. 
Bulbed. <laughs> well, that's fun. Bulb. Let's get it started in here. Okay. I was reading an article in the News and Observer, the local Raleigh newspaper here in North Carolina. They had an article about squirrels and squirrels. Well, you know what? I'm just going to read from the article. This was in Sunday, July 9th edition of the, of the News and Observer. Oh, and in case you were wondering, we're recording this on Monday, July 10th. So this is very recent news. Listen to this, John. This time of year, you might spot squirrels sprawled out on sidewalks, tree branches, deck railings, or other shady spots. They're typically belly down and looking flat as a pancake. No, they're not caught up on mid-2000s trends and, quote, planking for an online audience. But this phenomenon does come with a funny word, too. Squirrels are splooting, which is pronounced like looting, but with an SP sound, parentheses, like sponge, close parentheses, in front. The News and Observer talked with Michael Cove, research curator of mammalogy at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences in Raleigh, to learn more about the funny-sounding word and why squirrels in North Carolina are doing it. Were they very obsessed with this funny-sounding word? Like, what kind of explanation is that for pronouncing a word? I've never seen something like that in a newspaper. Who wrote this? This, to me, seems like somebody who just got out of journalism school, and they're they're, they've been taught to do that. Like when a, when a word is sort of interesting like that, you really want to actually break it down for people. And maybe that's what they're doing. Squirrels are splooting, which is pronounced like looting, looting. but with an SP sound like sponge in front. Yeah. It's not, a, it's, you look at that word, you immediately know how to pronounce it. It yeah. requires no explanation. None. Especially since people are reading this in a newspaper, so they already know how words work, right? <laughs> That's right. You're right. They're reading it Why in Why aren't newspaper. they explaining how to pronounce every word in the article then? Yes. Yeah. How do we spell, how do we pronounce squirrel? Yeah. Squirrel's, squirrel's much 20 times more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking Shashevsky. This is a North Carolina newspaper. Everyone, know, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, splooting, splooting is the easiest word in here. S P L O O T I N G. So it's like looting, but then you add an S P sound, like sponge. Okay, right. That's what S P sounds like. Right, right. Or spoon. They could have done spoon. Oh yeah, that would have been better actually. Very unusual. I was reading this, and this word, this pronunciation guide in the middle of this article about squirrels' postures. It brought me to a dead halt. I'd never seen something like this in a newspaper. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it up. It's really strange. They're typically belly down and looking flat as a pancake. Oh, yeah. No, I forgot about that part. No, they're <laughs> not caught up on mid-2000s trends and planking for an online audience. But this phenomenon does come with a funny word, too, because planking is funny. It's a funny word. This is trend it? comes with this. This that's written. This is a horribly written paragraph. Yeah, it's summer, and I think people are on vacation. And I think this person just graduated, and they are. I don't know who. Who can we? Oh shit! Know. Do you think this is AI? No way! No way! AI could Dude. write something this crazy. Dude. But it feels off the way AI sometimes feel okay. off. There's got to be a name right? associated with it. I don't want to No, shame. they're not caught up on mid-2000s trends and planking for an online audience. But this phenomenon does come with a funny word, too. Well, the come online on, audience? What? Those poor squirrels. I know. Have you seen any of them do, doing this? I haven't. 
I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sometimes you see them on tree branches just squished down on the tree branch. Splooting. John, let's turn to our predicted Splootfolios. All right. I know that you no longer have any money in Predicted, although we all wish you did. I'm chugging along with my little meager portfolio here. When I go to who will win the 2024 Democratic presidential nomination, Joe Biden, who I bought at 78 cents, has tumbled down to 69 cents. Gavin Newsom is up to 21 cents, which is 10 above Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's at 11 cents. How is Joe Biden down 10 cents? Is that RFK Jr. stuff? What's going on? Uh, to me, it seems like that might be the uh, Gavin Newsom stuff. You have, um, I mean, RFK shouldn't be trading at 11 cents. That's ridiculous. He should be trading at two cents, one cent. Imagine if he won the Democratic presidential nomination. That would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's not going to happen. He's not going to win. Gavin Newsom could win. He could. I mean, if something happens to Biden, it's going to be either Kamala Harris or Gavin Newsom, I bet. Yeah, I know you said that last week, but why but, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California? Well, I mean, who else would it who else would it be? Man, I don't know. Sherrod Brown or something like. No, I mean, he's on TV. He's well spoken. Uh, he's doing lots of media. A lot of people. I think he I know. I think he might be OK. Should I buy Gavin Newsom at 21 cents? No, I think that's a little high. Um, I, I just don't see him going any higher than this. As we get closer and closer to the to uh, the primaries, and then his numbers have to start going down, and and Harris's numbers have to start going up. Because if something happens, as, as I said last week, if something happens to Biden late, it's it's going to be Kamala. There's just no question. She's just going to be the default. They're just going to plug her in, and that's going to be the case. If something happens early, it's to, it's going to be between her and Newsom. I can't guarantee that it's going to be Newsom, but I think there'll be a real fight there. Hmm. And not RFK, obviously. I guess not. That guy's a weirdo in a little bit in my mind. In my mind, I have him classified among the weirdos. Yeah, I've read a lot about him. Too much. What are your favorite facts about him? Yeah, what are the interesting things? I mean, he's done a lot for the environment. It wasn't really until the early 2000s that he sort of went off the deep end with... And got the, into anti-vax stuff. Yeah, they. he sort of got... I mean, the way the, the, that I've read it is that he sort of got manipulated into it. Um, you know, a lot of people. Well, you know him. what it was now that I think back on it, his first conspiracy theory wasn't anti-vax stuff. It was the Ohio. Yeah, it was Bush. It was Ohio going to Bush in the 2000 election. Remember that? And like yeah. the, the state, the head of the state election board was like owned the ballot machines and had this quote where he's like, we can't wait to deliver Ohio for President Bush. Yeah. And pe- yeah. that was like a real consp- that was like a oh, conspiracy yeah. among a lot of people on the left. Absolutely. And it's all bunk. I mean, there was all sorts of shenanigans that happened in in Ohio, but it's the type of stuff that we just see on a regular basis. Right. You know, if you if you sent in your voter card and it wasn't on the right stock paper, it didn't count. I mean, they did think what was the Blackwell was the. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, Secretary of State in Ohio at the time. Good memory. Uh, but there weren't, as far as anyone's been able to prove, any, any, anything questionable with the um, computer voting. Diebold or Diebold, right? Your memory. Yeah, man, you're yeah. bringing it back. Yeah. God, that was a brutal time. Rough stuff. Not a good time. 
It wasn't the 2000 election. It was 2004. Yeah, it was when he was running against Kerry. That's yep. what it was. Yeah, yep, 2004. 2004. So then I think he wrote a big thing in Rolling Stone saying that the whole thing was stolen. Unbelievable. I mean, that, that was a long time ago, man. It was almost 20 years ago. You know, we're getting to the point now where nobody knows anything of that period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm really getting to the point where I'm feeling old now on Twitter. Like, when, when something comes up and they start discussing 9-11 and people are like, wait a minute. There were two airplanes that hit the World Trade Center and they mm. had people in them? Mm. And you're like, mm. Mm. that's when you start to realize, oh, the new generation is coming up. Now there's lots of people on Twitter that are like 16 years old and they don't really mm. know. Are there people any- on Twitter who are 16 years old? Are people still on Twitter, John? I mean, if you don't know that two planes hit the World Trade Center. You could be an older person and just you weren't paying close attention. You just weren't paying close attention. So, John, you're still on Twitter. I thought you moved over to... Um, to Threads? Threads. Yeah. I yeah. Have moved, I have moved What's over the scene report? Which is better, Twitter or Threads? Blue Sky, Mastodon. Well, you know, I got to tell you that Twitter Twitter has the best setup, it, and it always will, and Threads is not going to replace it. Between Threads and Twitter and Jack's Blue Sky, Blue Sky is almost identical to how Twitter's set up. And it would be the preferable platform for me if it could survive. I don't think it can. It's invite only. There's only like 300,000 people on it right now. And Threads has got 100 million now. So I think it's probably going to win. Best case scenario is that Elon gets completely freaked out and decides to claw back some of the stupid things that he's done on Twitter to, to keep people from from moving over to threads. The invisible hand of the market causing him to moderate. What would you want him to go back to? All he has to do is cancel. Completely change his personality. Well, it would be great if he did not post. That That's not helpful at all. But the biggest thing that he's done to destroy Twitter is uh, getting rid of legacy verification and giving verification to a bunch of people that can pay for it and then giving them priority in the algorithm so every post is just a bunch of maniacs that aren't posting anything of quality they've just paid to be at the top and would those people be pretty happy if elon musk announced he was going back to the old legacy (laughs) verification system no would they be feeling pretty happy and not complaining about that yeah, it, it's a te- it's a terrible situation. It's why Twitter, I think, is doomed to fail. It, that there are there's nobody that can come buy it. If 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 I had the money to buy it and I came in and bought it and then I did that, they would be furious, and then Elon would be on the outside, you know, pissing in the tent. So really, only Elon can fix it, and 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 it would have to be in a way that he would tick off all of the right wing people so so it's not going to happen no and i don't see threads being uh, a replacement because it's going to be different it's like a little facebook light or something but it might be enough wait hold on you sent me your threads link it looked exactly like twitter to me what's the difference there's not a chronological feed right now so everything is all out of order that's insane and And instagram is the same way it's why i can't look at instagram anymore i see a thing at the top of my 
Instagram thing and it says this is from three days ago. It's like, well, it's not three days ago. It's right now. I want everything in chronological order. Why but do they do in- that? Instagram is just pictures of, I, I don't know. I'm not on Instagram really. So it's it's not news, but Twitter and threads and Blue Sky, potentially the these micro blogging platforms are incredible for breaking news and breaking news has to be chronological. So it would be interesting if breaking news wasn't chronological. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine 9-11 being like two planes just hit the Twin Towers. And then two hours later, another beautiful day. Look at the wonderful Twin Towers standing tall yeah. on this September morning. You'd be so confused. I know. All right. You want to shout out your Blue Sky username? Get some more uh, followers on Blue Sky. Wait, okay, not Blue I'm, Sky. Threads. I'm on which, Blue Sky. Th- which one is Mark Zuckerberg's? Threads. Okay. Threads. threads. Yep. What's your Threads name? Blue Sky. I'm at at John Kimball dot bsky dot social. Oh, that sucks. That's what they are. That's rough. Is that how Blue Sky works? That's how Blue Sky works. But I could be at johnkimball.com if I wanted to. You can you mm. can change it just to make it totally confusing. I don't like Blue Sky. Nobody follow John on Blue Sky. Do the Threads name. What's your name on Threads? Yeah, at I'm just at John Kimball. And how do I get to Threads? Threads.com? You go to threads.net. Or oh you can probably link it. Through. They're doing this with a dot net. I know they don't. They're too big. They're so big. They don't even care. It doesn't make any difference. They got a hundred million. Wow. They're like they'll come to a dot net if Mark's if it's Mark Zuckerberg's dot net. They'll come. No, if it's you and me trying to start something, we're at a dot net where you're failing so hard. Yeah, no one's coming to our little dot net. But Mark Zuckerberg, yeah, ultimate tough guy. And plus, they're gonna they're gonna fold this into Instagram eventually. I think. And it'll just be part of Instagram, like all the other oh, things. Oh, God. I hope not. Um, so, yeah. And how's Elon Musk handling all this, all these new threads signups, with his usual magnanimity and grace? He said, Zuck is a cuck. He uh, tweeted that the other day. And then last night he tweeted that he wanted to have a dick measuring contest with Mark Zuckerberg. Is he on drugs? Yes. Okay. Which And which drugs is he on? Uh Ketamine and, uh, I mean, he's probably on, you know, some THC and stuff like that. I don't think drugs are necessarily bad for for certain people, but I don't think it's working out for Elon Musk. You don't think the drugs are working out for Elon Musk? No, I don't. I don't. And I don't. I think Elon's got a personality uh, disorder, probably. Mm-hmm. That's probably his biggest Can you problem. imagine? I know this is a dumb question, but... And you... Listen... Let's state for the record, you and I are both profoundly flawed individuals. We have many emotional and psychological shortcomings. But can you imagine being a billionaire and spending like so much time trying to be funny on Twitter and getting so wounded by everything? Like there's just something so crazy that like you can be the richest man in the world and still care what people are saying about you on fucking Twitter. Yeah, it's crazy. He need they, if you are a billionaire or just whatever you are, you have to look at your contemporaries, your colleagues, your your the people that are in your group and you have to look at other billionaires and act as other billionaires. Hmm. And I'm not saying that other billionaires aren't crazy, and some are, but I mean, I think Zuckerberg is, other than like, you know, every once in a while shooting a video of himself, like on, with an American flag or, 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 
He doesn't act like an ass on social media, does he? I don't know. I don't really follow him on social media, Mark Zuckerberg. Maybe I should. Yeah, I mean, th- there's no comparison to Musk other than than Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump, his bread and butter and his brand is that he is a complete clown. That is not right. Elon Musk's brand. His brand, or it was, is that he's one of the most forward-thinking, smartest people on earth. Right. And uh, he's not he's not doing much to... He's not very on brand when he's talking about like... Well, no, but part of his brand is being the ba- is a bad boy, classic bad boy. Uh, this is not your father's billionaire. I'm a different kind of billionaire. I'm just like you. I'm incredibly funny and sarcastic and I think outside the box. And I'm really funny. I should mention that a couple times. I'm just going to say the word funny five times in a row. Funny, 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 funny. And that's how funny I am. Do you think he thinks he's funny? Oh, my God. I think he... Th- I, um, I was about to answer yes... I I have a hard time imagining what the inside of his head is like, even though we have so much in common in terms of being insecure and hoping that everybody thinks we're funny. I think he probably processes the world in a way that's kind of different from me, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know if he thinks he's funny. Do you think he's funny? I think he's hilarious. Yeah, you would. Yeah, because yeah. you're a billionaire. You guys all think alike. Yeah. Yeah, I laugh out loud at everything he writes. Mm-hmm. No, I do think Trump can be funny. Trump is definitely funnier than Elon Musk. I'll yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I hate them both, but there's no contest. Because Trump will be genuinely strange in his yes. pursuit of an insane idea or a joke. Yes. Elon Musk is too... He's it's like... Elon Musk basic. is like a really basic... He's basic. He's basic. He's a basic He's such bitch. a basic bitch billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just like, dude. Right. Stealing memes. If a guy went around all day saying that's what she said, that's Elon Musk. Yeah. I can't imagine how lame the bumper stickers on his car must have been back in high school. He must have had some of the lamest bumper stickers of all time. You know? Yeah. All right. That's enough of that. Okay. Dude, DeSantis is so done. What makes you say that? Why are you saying that? I mean, he just, yeah. It's, I mean, nothing's changed this week from any other time. He's just, yeah, he's just finished. He should have never run. You're talking so quietly. You sound kind of crestfallen. Are you sad? I'm a little bit sad, yeah. Why? Did you think he could really take out Donald Trump? I thought he could if Trump blew up, but I just don't think that's going to happen now. Right. And I almost think now that if Trump does fail, that DeSantis might not even be the default. No, he can't be at this point. It's going to be Chris Christie. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. (laughs) Imagine if the 2024 election is Chris Christie versus Gavin Newsom. Hubba dubba. (laughs) There's no updates on our erotic bad boys. Tim Moore of North Carolina versus Damon Lawner of California. So we will hold that in reserve for another day. John, let's move on to listener questions. Did you have time this week to get into number stations? No, I didn't. I thought about the number stations, and I saw all these people that said they were really disappointed and surprised that I didn't know about number stations. And I would just like to say for the record, I'm getting to the age now that you forget things. So it's possible at some point I knew about number stations, and I just I don't remember them at all. Wow. Um I have a feeling but you I, didn't know about number I don't stations. think I did know about them. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you knew about number stations because let's explain what they are. They're radio stations. You tune into it and all you hear are just someone, a human voice reading off numbers. 
Right. Like 34, 8, 16, 22. And those numbers represent coded messages to spies, uh, agents of espionage at home and abroad. But because if you're listening to the number station and you don't have the reference book that explains what each number means in their code, it's an uncrackable code, basically. Because you don't have access to their numbers. You can listen to the numbers, as we often exhort our listeners to do. But in this case, the numbers won't tell you anything important. Because the numbers are just referring the agent to a phrase or instruction or bit of data that is in a book. That, like in an index, right? Right. Why, why are these things still being used? Can't we just use numbers via email? You know, email is hackable and they say anyone can read emails. So obviously anyone can listen to the number station as well. I'm not understanding why. It might be a situation where an agent does not have access to a cell phone or an internet connection. And they, they just literally have access to radio waves. But they have access to a shortwave radio. Okay. You know? It could be something like that. It would be suspicious, maybe, for an agent to have modern technology, given where they are. Okay? Let's think about that. It could be like that. I think it would be very suspicious if your 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 agent had... Listening to the radio in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Had a transistor radio with them. The, when the head of this terror, terror camp comes in, he's like, what's the deal with the radio there? And you're like, oh, I'm going to listen to um, the Boston Red Sox baseball game later on my little radio. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, mm, are you sure you're not going to listen to some number stations? Yeah, and if you have the presets... And you in in the in one oh in one of your car is, preset you is, click is the number station. So yeah, busted. that's a red flag. Don't leave that as a preset. No, do not. Kevin wrote in John. He says I haven't been hit by lightning, but I've come closer to it than even John has. I think I was asleep in my bedroom in my parents' house. I slept odd post college hours, so my room had heavy curtains. In the middle of the night, I woke up to the loudest boom. I had ever heard, and I believe to one of the brightest lights as well. I thought, that's lightning right on top of us. I got up and quickly looked around, and nothing was on fire, so I went back to sleep. In the morning, we found some chunks of our next-door neighbor's roof were scattered on our lawn. The lightning had not gone all the way through the roof, but it knocked off a lot of shingles and some of the molding around their chimney. I estimate the bolt was at most 40 feet from where I was sleeping. I think the first wave of the thunder was so close it woke me while the lightning was still striking. Lightning bolts are actually a series of discharges placed very close together. And that's how I saw the light. John, what do you think of Kevin's story? That is terrifying. Yeah, getting that close to lightning. Is lightning sort of like, it's not a bomb. Like if you're within 40 feet of a bomb, you're dead. But if you're within 40 feet of a bullet... You're fine. Hmm. If you're within one foot of a bullet, you're fine. So is lightning is is lightning something that you can get really close to as long as that discharge doesn't enter your body, like a, like just you know a close call with a bullet. Is lightning a bomb or a bullet? That's a good way to put it, John. I, don't know. I can't answer I, I don't that. know if that's a good way to put it, but I mean, I think Kevin in this instance was very close and was completely fine. Yeah, because the way he's written it, it almost sounds like, yeah, they dropped a bomb on my neighbor's house. That was definitely closer than I was. I think I was maybe maybe 30 yards. No more lightning talk. Let's get to what everyone wants to talk about, birds. 
Everyone, thank you for sending in your nature sounds and your bird calls. We have to start spacing these out because we're getting backed up. But John, we got an epic dispatch from Dan in Brooklyn. You want to read this one? Yeah. Dan writes in, My backyard in Brooklyn is filled with birds chirping away throughout the year. But each spring over the last few years, I've been hearing this one bird singing a beautiful haunting tune in the early morning. It's unusually melodic with two distinct phases, one going up and the other going down. And he alternates between the two, creating some nice musical tension. I've attached a recording so you can hear. Not knowing much about birds, I just figured he was particularly gifted. Then this spring, after I had been hearing him singing in the backyard for a few weeks, I heard a slightly different version of the song outside the front of my apartment. I thought that was a little strange, so I went on the internet and in about 30 seconds discovered that this is, in fact, the well-known song of the white-throated sparrow identified by birders in the U.S. as Old Sam Peabody Peabody Peabody, and in Canada, creatively, as Oh Sweet Canada Canada Canada. I actually still think my guy is unusually talented, combining multiple phrases into a more melancholy take on the standard than is heard in most recordings, but I may be biased. But it turns out that there's something else special about the white-throated sparrow song. It has changed over the last 60 years. According to the 2020 paper in Current Biology titled Continent-Wide Shifts in Song Dialects of White-Throated Sparrows, the traditional triplet-ending song, Oh Sweet Canada, 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 that was recorded in the 60s has been completely replaced in Western Canada by a doublet-ending song, more like Oh Sweet Canna, 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 and the doublet ending song has been sweeping east across the continent. The researchers put trackers on a bunch of birds and determined that males from the west had been teaching the new doublet ending version of the song to males from the east when they went south to the same places in the winter. That's crazy. That is crazy. The researchers theorized that the change may have come about because the ladybirds got bored by the old song, driving the males to adopt novel songs to maintain females' interests. Could that really be true that bird that these birds who are these birds called? The white throated sparrows? Yeah. That they were like, man, we've heard it. These ladybirds don't like our song anymore. Let's let's switch it up. And we should tell all, all those guys on the East Coast that we're switching it up. Because wouldn't it behoove a bird who's trying to attract a female with a novel song to keep that amazing song to his to himself so that no one else copies his song and steals his 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 chick? I bet they don't tell them. I bet those other birds just oh. notice. They're like, oh man, yeah. these guys are wearing some cool new pants and these other pants that I've been wearing aren't cool anymore. I think I'm going to start wearing those. Yeah, I got to get those pants. Oh my gosh, these birds. Can you imagine? Imagine this. Imagine flying around as a bird and learning a new song. Oh, yeah. paradise on earth. 
How come everyone on TikTok and Twitter loves looking at cats and dogs and no one gives two shits about birds? I never see a bird I never see a bird video go viral. Is that because birds are kind of weird and they're too dinosaur-like and they're not domesticated? I bet there's some bird TikTok. There's stuff. not shit for birds on TikTok. Believe me. You know how when you go on Twitter, there used to be like a thousand cat videos, a thousand dog videos. Yeah. I rate dogs. Oh, what a good boy. 13 out of 10. And first of all, that whole website was bullshit because he never gave a dog a bad rating. So the good ratings were always meaningless. You know yeah, what I mean? That was, it was like joke. participation trophies for dogs. Yeah, that was the joke. And then you see a cat. Oh, here's what happens when my cat knocks this thing off my counter. I've never seen a good bird video. I think it's because birds have little beady eyes. I'm going to find you some good bird videos. I guarantee there's some good bird videos out there. I guarantee you there's not shit. Remember (laughs) Disco the parakeet? Remember when you had Disco the parakeet? Yeah. That was such a good little bird. Yeah, he was a good bird. Remember when Disco disappeared for days and days and then you got Disco back? Remember that? That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a day. It was, yeah. Disco was gone. Yeah. Disco was like, I'm out. Yeah. Disco was like, Flying free now. <laughs> but then but we disco, got disco came back. back. Yeah. Good old Disco. I forgot yeah. about Disco the parakeet. That was a good parakeet. I miss him. Yeah. Disco was a good bird. Man. Let's make birds trend number one, guys. <laughs> okay. Stephanie writes in, Here is a black-naped oriole that I recorded in a city park in Taiwan. I use an app called Merlin to identify birds with pictures and sound recordings. This is what you were asking about, John, right? A lot of people wrote in about this. Yes, yes, that's great. An app that it's like Shazam, but for birds. Stephanie continues, I agree with Dave's comments that the bird names are pretty fun. Hmm. (laughs) Don't know who Dave is. (laughs) That's you. Stephanie, speaking of names that are quote unquote pretty fun. Yeah. No one named Dave hosts this podcast, but if I meet a Dave, I'll be sure to let him know that you agree with him that bird (laughs) names are pretty fun. One other thing I like about Merlin is how the app describes the bird calls using onomatopoeia. Now that makes sense, because how else can you identify these things if they don't have, if they don't have lyrics? I mean, these birds aren't, you know, they're not writing lyrics. People are, are projecting lyrics onto it like, oh, Canada, 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 or whatever, right? Whippoorwill, whippoorwill, whippoorwill. Right. Peas, nuts, and berries. Peas, nuts, and berries. Peas, nuts, and berries. Please don't nut on my berries. I thought you were saying D's nuts. <laughs> D's nuts and berries. Okay. D's nuts and yeah. berries. D's nuts and berries. <laughs> yeah. You could make an adult cartoon about a bunch of dirty birds, couldn't you? You know how, yeah. like, yeah. Jonah Hill is always fucking, or, or what's the other guy's name? Seth Rogen. They're always making these, like, cartoon movies that are, like, dirty hot dogs in the refrigerator. And it's, like, just filthy. You know, like, it's about sex and stuff. Like, adult, you know, what I'm talking about, like, Cartoons that are like raunchy, right? So it's like I just realized that Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen are not the same person. Those guys kind of <laughs> seem similar, right? Oh, you think? Yeah, but, those are two different guys. Yeah, but they but they look similar. They have a yeah, a slubby a, a slubby vibe, right? Yeah, slubby vibe. And they were in a lot of the same movies together. They were in a lot of Judd Apatow movies. Oh, okay. All right. But what I'm saying is, why don't they make... We've had Angry Birds. Now let's have Dirty Birds. And you could have a cartoon movie where the birds sing their songs, and they're like really filthy. So it's like you have a, you have a couple squares, humans. They're walking in the park. The biggest dorks you've ever seen. A guy and a girl. And the birds are like making fun of them through their bird songs. Like, look at the dorks. Look at the dorks. Look at the... But it's not... They're not parakeets. They're not pigeons. It's like almost not speech. 
And then the the guy and the girl get really offended, like, I think those birds are talking about us. And then the birds fly away and they poop on their shoulders. Because you know how birds can defecate while they're flying and sometimes you will get hit by um, bird droppings. And that could be really fun. That could be a fun, filthy movie called Dirty Birds. I like it. And then you have an ostrich and they stick their head in the sand. And then you're like, what are you doing, you dumb ostrich? He's like, oh, sorry, your breath stinks so bad I had to stick my head in the sand. Right? Like stuff yeah. like that, like real edgy humor, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Or then you meet a bald eagle and they're like, you must be so happy. You're on the back of every United States quarter in all your glory, bald eagle. And the, and the bald eagle's like, yeah, and I trade it all for a nice wig or toupee to cover my bald head. Yeah. He's like, I sure could use some, um, what is the thing that they take for balding? What? John, let's end this episode a little early today. We both have a lot on our plates. Election Why don't you read the credits pro- in your... Okay. okay. Say it in my biggest... Okay. Say it in your biggest voice. Election Profit Makers is an independent production. We welcome your support on Patreon at patreon.com slash election profit makers. Send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. And if you would like to advertise with us, email contact at electionprofitmakers.com. I'll see you, David. Bye. Bye, everyone out there in podcast land.